So, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, Halo. <laughs> I, I I can see the the um appeal. Matt doesn't relate here. He's trying really hard, but he doesn't relate. It, no. As soon as we said it makes the game harder, he was like, "This is not." But this, Ma- is, well, this is not a game-changing mechanic for me. This yeah. is a game I'm not buying mechanic. Welcome to the Guardians Podcast. We talk about our favorite games, video game news, and just about anything else. My name is Matt, and as always, I'm here with my best friends, Marissa and Psycho. I'd like to remind everybody that there are no stupid questions, so I'm going to start us off with a question right now, Marissa. Marissa. I, I didn't like that. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like Sacco didn't, chiming in. You didn't want a, you didn't want a, a hype man? Didn't. Uh, no, I didn't want Matt Marissa. to be the hype man. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> I hate it when you guys are on the same, same wavelength. Because <laughs> when you have the same energy, I can't, I can't just pick on one of you because you just you join in. No, and you we feed are, off of each other. We are one match now. <laughs> we are one. <laughs> well, one person becoming two. That would be a cool game mechanic. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> let me get. Let me, let me get there. Crazy. That's you a really good segue, chance. Matt. Thanks for thanks for doing that. Give me the chance. Oh, it's, it's actually Maddie. Thanks. Sorry. Yeah, I know. You're right. You're right. Hey, you know what's great? What? Games. We should, we sh- I miss Howie. Video games. We you should talk Howie. about Howie more. Wh- you know what's a great we- mechanic that Twitch has? The Howie cam. That's well, a that's- great mechanic. That- <laughs> that's a great mechanic that our Twitch has. That our not Twitch ev- has. Not everybody has a Howie cam. <laughs> Speaking of Howie, Marissa. What's today's topic? What's today's topic? Oh my God. I'm so glad you asked, Matthew. It is, what is your favorite video game mechanic? Or what is a unique video game mechanic that you like? Is the better way to ask that question. Yeah. So these are things that we think are fun that are specific to franchises or... I mean, I have one that's kind of specific to a console. So it's a little bit of a cheat. But anything that uh, felt like it changed the game for you. Literally and metaphorically. Yeah. So the first thing that came to my mind was the uh, the trackpad on the PlayStation 4 and how no game used it. And it just wasn't really like, it just became a big select button. Like, I mean, the, the, there's games that used it, but like there was nothing ever groundbreaking for me um, except in Infamous Second Son, which was one of the early games that came out there was a, a spray paint mechanic and like you would just be running around Seattle and you had to like, you would graffiti walls and stuff and they, uh, they would make you like turn the controller sideways and like shake it like a, like a paint can and like spray. Mm. And uh, it was a little tedious, I'll be honest, but it was cool. And it, it, it was the fun. sound that came out of it. Like it genuinely yeah. sounded like you were shaking a paint can and then spraying yeah, so it. The- because the PS4 controller also had a speaker inside, so when you yeah. shook it, it sounded like the little ball was shaking. But it sounded the like can. real. Yeah, it w- they did a good job on it. It was a it was a very fun mechanic. I know exactly what I was talking about. I, it it reminds me a lot of The Last of Us, and I feel like The Last of Us didn't do it well because when you were walking around with your flashlight, every once in a while, it would be like, "Oh, your battery and your flashlight's dying! Like, shake it!" 
It's like if my battery was dying and my flashlight shaking it really wouldn't help. Like eventually, like they never change the battery, they just keep shaking it. And like I get what they yeah, were but trying you to have, do. There are like flashlights. Like my, I used to have a flashlight that had a crank on it. I don't know, but like I know they they made like shaky you, ones. Where, like, okay, grandpa. Right. It was just like a thing that moved up and down instead of a instead of like a yeah. coil, and it created electricity, and that's how it would charge like a little battery <laughs> inside. But it, I it had felt... man, we had a I had a big. Like, it was not super big. It was like maybe the size of like a. I said grandpa. I think he didn't even clock that, but no, he just kept going no. like he didn't care. No. Well, wait, wait for it. So it was a radio and a flashlight combo unit. It was like for like when the power went out. So we would like crank it, and then it would like, it would make like a the like really high pitched whirly sound. It would like it would go like, and then and then you would have a radio like a like there was like a bomb going off. Like what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like it was like an air raid horn. <laughs> I hate that. Well, every time Sacco tells a story, I feel like he's like, oh, this is so cool. And then I, I just it. come away with like, <laughs> I hate everything he just said. Also, like, do you think that that was a universal experience? The crank like flashlight? Your, your crank flashlight radio horn. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I think we got it at Walmart in like 2005. So. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the moral you know, of my that... story the last of us kind of took me out shaking the the flashlight because i did not have one of these flashlights so it kind of like reminded me i was playing a video game when it was like shake the controller but like in infamous it was like it, it genuinely felt like uh like a spray paint can so i it, it made it more immersive for me so i really enjoyed that mechanic uh so i'm i'm struggling to remember which game did this but i actually really liked the games that used the PlayStation Forward like speaker on the controller for the audio messages. Yeah, I think uh, I, was it was it Call of Duty? Was it Black Ops Three? I think the I think it, I was... wanted to say it was like Zombies Mode. Call yeah, because like, but in... like I I really liked that because I personally I find that like when you're playing a game with a lot of like the gunfire noise and like a lot of that like really I don't know background noise that can get in the way I actually liked that it came out of a separate area so I could hear it like plow down zombies and like I can actually still hear the audio yeah coming out there was there's a lot of games that use the like separate but like not for not always for like good stuff no, because I yeah. also like Black Ops Three used the controller to do the level up sound. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah. I hated I like, that. Why? It was that a jump scare that was unnecessary. Like that, that it was a jump scare come... that was no, a completely was... unnecessary. <laughs> You're sitting there for like four hours plowing down zombies, and then Matt's controller just goes. <laughs> and I, I screamed every single time. I'm sure. Yeah, I think. Uh, that... I... Oh, you go good. ahead, Matt. I was going to say, I think I ended up turning it off because there were so many games that did it poorly that I mm. never got to experience it well. Because I just immediately would just I plug in controller, volume all the way down. Yeah. I like, never brought it back up. <laughs> you are silenced now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, have a, I, have a, I have one that I found, and I just want to get this one kind of out of the way um, because I think, because it's not mine. Uh, but I like, uh, so there's this person on Reddit and they actually pointed out how 
fantastic the mushrooms in Mario are as yes. a mechanic. Yeah. Um, and like we would like the exact quote is actually the super mushrooms been around so long that we take it for granted. But tying together your health, your hitbox, and your ability to break terrain is really something. And I've never thought about it that way, but it is actually really cool how much of it is tied into the mushroom and like how much of uh like even the leveling up of your abilities like i i i really like it now that i'm like actually consciously thinking of it there's a lot of weird power-ups in like the new games but just like sticking with like the original super mario bros like the ability to break terrain mm -hmm. groundbreaking terrain breaking even if you will literally. well it's a funny it's funny it's funny <laughs> literally groundbreaking <laughs> it's it's funny though because like in um mythic quest which is a tv show about like a game development studio um the 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 thing that they put in their game is a shovel and it like revolutionize revolutionizes the game because you can now change the terrain it, it it's like I think you take it for granted, you know what I mean? Or I'm not you, like just I think people take it for granted. Yeah, <laughs> just Marissa yeah, like in modern, particular. <laughs> modern games, because like there are a lot of procedurally generated games, like 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 No Man's Sky, Minecraft, mm -hmm. where you can like alter the add the environment around you, the whole thing. Like you can build, you can tear yeah. down, you can dig, and uh, but even just like in a side scrolling, yeah, like, we don't really. Like, the ability to break down platforms, like, changes the way you play it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it leads to stuff, yeah. like, on the second, like, World 1 Level 2, where you can jump above the ceiling and then just run across the top. Saka looks confused, yeah. but I don't know. If... <laughs> no. No. I, I, I've played the game. <laughs> I've, I've gone to the warp zone. I have <laughs> played before Super the Mario. Zone, like, you can jump, like, very early on in that level. You can break the ceiling and just, like, sprint oh, yeah. across, right? Yeah. Like, nothing can harm you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it a flaw or is it yeah. a is it a is it a bug or is it a feature? Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Is that what you're going for? Because even, <laughs> even like in Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo, when you get the wing or when you get the feather yeah. and you get the cape, you could fly. You just skip a whole level. Well, also there is uh but it's it's kind of like the like T spin, right? Like it wasn't actually made. Like it wasn't a feature that was made necessarily, but no, it was just a side effect. Once it was found, it was like, oh, you could just the go. possibilities are now actually really cool. <laughs> yeah, I think also the the fact that you said like it lowers your hitbox because like I see, yeah, it so changes many, your hitbox. Um, yeah, like Super Mario Maker worlds that are just like impossible, and like the people that are making it use like they want you to be small. Because shit's just flying everywhere. Yeah. So it's like, even if you get, like, there's parts where, like, they get a mushroom, it's like, you lose it immediately because you have to be small to just maneuver through these, like, areas. And I know a lot of speedrunners will just skip the mushrooms because yeah. you just be small and, like, whip around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're that good, what <laughs> do you need? Mushroom for? What do you need an extra? <laughs> <laughs> what do you need a mushroom for? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have several others. Uh, does anyone else have anyone that they want to bring up right, right away? definitely want to talk about um i know me and matt had one 
that we both want to talk about. Before we jump into that one, I want to mention a plat. Uh, so on, just on yeah. the topic of 2D platformers, there's an indie game called Fez. And I've talked about it before. But it's basically a 2D platformer. And you can rotate the camera angle. So if, just to paint a picture for you, you're standing on like an island and there's another island that's like way too far away. You can just rotate the camera angle thir- uh, 90 mm. degrees. And now like the island is closer <laughs> together. You can make the jump and then you can rotate it back. Mm. And like the whole concept of the game is that it's a 2D world, but the main character finds like a fez. And it's like, how do you have a fez? How do you have a round circular hat in a 2D world? And the mechanic of just like rotating, it's its so hard to describe. But if you look up gameplay, you'll know exactly what I mean immediately. Um, one of my favorite indie games almost of all time. It was made by one guy and it's definitely worth playing. So I'm going to give a shout out for like that. Just if you're in the mood for a 2D, 3D platformer. Um, but the mechanic of just like rotating and like it's such an optical illusion. But it it works and it feels so good when you like actually solve the puzzle and like stuff starts lining up um, and you just have to look at it from a different angle. But uh, really, really cool mechanic mm. and like a really cool way to change like a 2D platformer. So super liminal yeah. also yeah. has that like aspect of you just said, you know, look at things from a different angle, which is like the entire point of super liminal. And I thought that was a really cool game because because it was really it was really I mean it was fuckery at its finest like if, if we're being honest like you would oh, pick yeah. up up like a a cheese wedge and then that became a ramp like I just you had to just really think about how things could be used in different ways and like a lot of it was really obvious you know you'd find something and you'd be like obviously this is going to like I have to make this either bigger or smaller or whatever but closer to the end, as you like progress through the final kind of chapters and stuff, there is actually a lot of like, like you're going, it's you're you're minimizing and maximizing things so much that it's it's like it's actually a little bit of a a, a mind fuck, and that was really cool. And I think the coolest moment of that was actually when. And this is maybe not like going to sound like such an ideal thing in a game, but I actually started to feel like a little bit like sick (laughs) because of like the last section and how they were doing it. And it was just really like fucking with your perspective, your perception of everything and your perspective. And I was like, I, I literally like, like, I like, this is, this is messing with me. And I'm glad it wasn't like that for the whole game, but like at the end, just the fact that that was happening was was really interesting. It's, it sounds bad yeah, it was that a game makes you sick, but also in a game meant to fuck with your perception. I think it's like uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was done really well. Yeah, for sure. Another game like now that we're talking about like um, games that play on perspective, there's a game that I saw recently. I, I haven't played it yet, but I saw it on TikTok a whole bunch. It was it's called Viewfinder, where like you mm, have maybe like you should a little... play it. I probably should. You have like a little Polaroid camera and you take a picture and then you hold the picture onto the like game world in front of you and then it just becomes reality. So like it was kind of like what Matt was talking about with Fez where like you can see a platform really far away. You can't reach it. 
you take a picture of a bridge and then you put that picture you can, like, walk on the bridge between where you are and the platform and then the picture becomes reality and then you can walk across the bridge mm-hmm. and so it's like a puzzle game like that and there's like you can like take pictures of paintings you can take pictures of the, the, the scenery around you and then it, and as soon as you like hold it up and becomes part of the environment it'll become real and you can interact with it definitely like i really enjoy yeah. these like perception uh fuckery games is what i'm gonna call them yeah um <laughs> fez, fez is like fez is like it's like not even eight bit it's like four bit like it's like you're looking at squares <laughs> but it, but like it works like it's really good and like i really want to play some little yeah because y'all talk about it all the time and it sounds super crazy it, it was a it was a really fun game i would yeah, definitely recommend look into it um yeah a playthrough well so if we're talking about like puzzle games and like a little bit of the perspective we have financial yeah. portal yeah um <laughs> guys agree slower next time don't seem so eager oh my god portal uh, Definitely, uh... <laughs> oh my god portal we're talking about portal uh yeah the just the idea like of the portal gun and i mean i played it kind of like after it was already you know getting bigger and like all that kind of stuff like the second game was already out when i played the first one but like even just like i would i remember just walking around and then being like i'd like figure something out and i would literally like say to myself i'm like now you're thinking with portals like i would like say that out loud I say that <laughs> in my real life and, and, and it's just like yeah but yeah. like well, yeah but oh, you're a walking talking meme <laughs> don't be insulted that's your dream <laughs> uh i just i i just remember like it really does change the way you like look at stuff and i love oh. that yeah like i love the physics based like like the physics of it the puzzles were like you would have to like create like a little like infinite drop for a little bit so that you can like shoot like, yourself across momentum. the room or something yeah or in like the second one when they introduced the gels so, like, not only did you have to use portals, now you have to use these gels that either made you run faster, jump higher, or made surfaces portable. Portalable. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. You could, she's like, you could only put portals on surfaces with moon dust on it. So, there was moon dust gel that you can then paint walls. My favorite with. part about when Sacco talks also <laughs> is when Matt realizes something in the middle of it so that entire time you're talking he was like nodding you were saying the gel and then you were like well you could only you could only put portals on surfaces with moon dust and he stopped and i know for a fact matt forgot it all about the moon dust (laughs) he forgot all about that storyline he was like that's right i forgot about the gels you hid the gels about better he said the gels yeah. and you didn't react but the moon dust really yeah, pushed was, your brain over was, the edge too far but uh i so the way i played portal and i've said this before i everybody always talked about mm. it everybody was like you need to play portal and mm. like it's the best game ever blah 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 blah, blah. And i was like fuck it i have like five hours to kill so i opened up a walkthrough and i didn't even try the puzzles like i just played it for the story and it was still one of the most enjoyable video game experiences that i've had like not even trying to do the puzzles not even trying to think with portals i was just like tell me what to do and i will do it and i enjoyed it so much that i've played it multiple times since and it's like uh, groundbreaking i think they really they really did something 
and uh, definitely one of the best game mechanics of all time. Yeah, it's no. definitely it's definitely up there. If I if something's ever going right, um, do you be like now you're thinking of portals? <laughs> now you're thinking. Um, do you want to now, talk yeah, about sure. shot the shadow sure. of? I games? would have called the Middle Earth games personally. <laughs> uh, that's the the Middle Earth games. But are are they know, the only like Middle Earth, Earth games? Of... Did they not name any other Lord of the Rings games Middle Earth something? They could have. <laughs> I'm not a <laughs> Middle Earth expert. <laughs> Anyways, the uh the Middle Earth games like Shadow of Mordor and yeah. Shadow of War um had a system they called they called it the Nemesis system where if you got into a fight with a like an orc and they killed you or you killed them or you didn't kill them and they got away, the game would remember that interaction. So like they'd be like, oh, like I was fighting this orc and I cut off his arm, but he ran away. I would run run into him later, and he'd be like, "You took my arm, you maggot!" And then he'd be like, "Have yeah. a metal arm or something." But they, they would also like, or learn. if you like, so like if you would always attack in like the same yeah. way, and then like the way you did it, like you cut off, yeah. Arm, like the next time, like you couldn't attack him that way. Yeah, and like if if they killed you. They would move up the ranks. So, like, if they were like a grunt, they'd be like a captain or like a war leader or whatever, war chief. And they would like move General. up the orc army, um, and they would get more powerful as yeah. as no, they moved up chief. and stuff. It was it was a really cool, really it, it cool. It was system. really cool, but I feel like it also made the game harder. And I think that that's something to note. Oh yeah, because it's not like yeah, because you know. Matt wasn't a fan. It was cool in theory, but then once they started learning how I attacked, I was like, "Can you guys fucking not? I don't know any so other." You moves. Were like, and I refuse to learn. Yeah, and then you could also <laughs> <laughs> could you could you just forget about the yeah. fact that I just kept yeah. shooting you with an arrow? Can you just put the shield down for a second? Um, the uh, I I can't remember if it was in the first game or if this was only in the second game, but I, I think it was in both where you could like hypnotize yeah. or you can like control orcs, and then you can have them like infiltrate yeah. the the rank so that you could be like, oh, go kill this dude. And then you, or you could like arrange to meet up with them, and like you would both try to kill like an yeah. or like another orc captain or they, an orc leader. They definitely pushed the whole like rankings like a lot more in the second game, and there was a whole like territory, grade, yeah, and um, there was a lot of different like orc clans. Um, it, it was definitely like a way bigger mechanic. Like I remember the hypnotized stuff was in the first one, but. There was like the whole like infiltrating and like you have to try and sometimes you would let an orc win. Like there was like shitty orcs that I would let kill me so that they can move up in their ranks. And then when I got to them, it'd be like, ha, stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted you to kill me like that. Stab. <laughs> Stab. It, it was it's a really cool. Yeah, mechanic. no, it was it a really like, cool mechanic. It, it got a bit repetitive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It got repetitive and like what if you ever ran into like a really difficult orc yeah. and they killed you yeah, and then they died. just kept killing you. They just kept getting more and more powerful and you're like, I just want you to go away. And then every time I would see them in the world, I would just run the other way. Like I'm done with you. It was definitely like <laughs> it, it was it was really cool to have the voice lines change. And like them to be like, yeah, oh, like if you fucking stabbed them, they'd be like orc the impaled. Be like it's it oh yeah yeah 
Yeah, or if you like cut their head I off, sometimes they would come back to life. This discussion like... is just you guys being excited that you yeah. have mortal enemies. Yeah, <laughs> a, a nemesis, if you will. <laughs> He's my arch a nemesis. nemesis. <laughs> it, it was definitely a a cool mechanic. I don't know how well it would work in other games. Like I feel like because it yeah, was so like it was and like you were kind of like trying to control the entire region. And you had like the different factions. Like if yeah. it was in another game and they kind of remember you, like it would be not as effective, I think. But it definitely worked for the Middle Earth games. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, hundred percent. Chris, do you have another one you want to talk about? All right, I want to talk about Hades. What do you want to talk about in Hades? I want to talk about something that I know Matt never used, which was the Pact of oh, Punishment. What's that? <laughs> you had to have found the pact did of punishment. I? Oh, maybe not. Maybe because you I played, played it, it on, on God like, mode. So every time I died, that's God mode. Let's talk about game mechanics. Right? God mode. Every time you die, you get like twenty five percent stronger. That's a good fucking mechanic. More games should have that. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Uh, so the the pact of punishment uh, is something that is brought up as soon as you've uh and i'll say this uh it's been a while since the game came out so there might be a little bit of spoilers if you haven't played hades but once you have defeated we'll call them redacted at the end and escaped hell uh at least once on normal settings you get the pact of punishment which is something it's like a big scroll that you have to click through before you can make another escape attempt. Uh, you don't have to activate it, but what you can do is essentially you activate it and then you decide what you want to make harder. So you can make, you know, like there's like ones that make the foes harder. There's one that makes like it so that every time you hit them, like your first hit doesn't count. So you have to hit each creature horrible. at least like two times, even if you get like a... That sounds <laughs> horrible. <laughs> this is Matt's worst nightmare. <laughs> uh, there's also uh, one that makes the bosses at the end of each level harder. So they gain a new ability. So for example, in the first level of Tartarus, it's uh, Meg, who you run into, and... It's like one of the Furies, and when you have, I forget what it's called, but you have that that pact activated, she actually is joined oh, by one of her horrible. sisters, so you're... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the most horrible one happens in Elysium um, with uh, the bull and Theseus, uh, because they write, the Theseus gets a chariot. And it's it's it and he gets bombs fun. too. Sorry, I almost forgot about the bombs. It's it's <laughs> not fun. That one I hate. Like I can play with too high, and I can do the Hydra, but I really what? don't like going into Elysium where Theseus has bombs to throw at me. Like he's such an asshole already. I don't want him to have more. Is things. there is there like a bonus that you get, or is it just for like bragging rights? Yeah. So there, there is a. Uh, there, there's like yeah. statues you can get for escaping with a certain amount of heat, which is what it's called. So every time you, you turn on something, yeah. it has a heat level. 
Um, and then every time you escape at a new heat, you actually get the original, like the first time you defeat the boss of each level, you usually get like yeah, something yeah. really cool. Like um, you get like Titan's blood from one of them and like you get a diamond from the other one and you get like this stuff that's harder to yeah. accumulate throughout the game. So you get so, those again because it's like it's like the first escape attempt at that that's, heat level. That's a cool way of putting it. Yeah. So it it yeah, what I loved about it a lot was that it let the game yeah. feel fresh and it let you gain more things every time you escaped. Of course it got harder, but that was kind of for me, that was a benefit because at some point you kind of start feeling like you're used to escaping yeah. in certain ways. So like yeah, you can change your weapons, but now, you know, every time you go into a boss, you know, it's going to be a little bit harder or it's going to be that you have to escape within a certain amount of time um, and that sort of thing. So I really did enjoy that in hell mode, which is like, like expert difficulty for Hades or hard difficulty or whatever. It's automatically mm. turned on and you have to have one heat that's interesting. going at least at all times yeah so I, the game has been out for a really long time how much do you want to spoil mm -hmm. i know you already redacted something well you can go right ahead you so, can go right ahead i have no idea what that is and i don't know at what point that comes up but i can walk you through my playthrough <laughs> um boss fight happens <laughs> there's a cutscene. at the end of that cutscene, mm -hmm. you wake up back in hell and I don't think I finished the cutscene. Like, I think he was talking in um, where you end up and then he goes to the floor and he's in hell and he's still talking. And I click the X button. And I said, wow, that was a great game. I'm so glad I beat it. <laughs> I was like mid cutscene oh. and I was like, perfect. That's how the game ends. And nobody <laughs> needs I'm to done. know anything else. Yeah. So you do have to do that. I I don't have to do anything. I think it's 10 times. <laughs> I, I've no, closed no, no. the game. To, like, I uninstalled it. To get to the end. Perfect. I loved every second. <laughs> I will say to yeah, get to the to, credits. To like officially you do it 10 times. Do it more than what I yeah. did. So, yeah. I, 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 liked, I liked the Pact of Punishment. I liked that there was a way to change up the game. Makes it a little bit harder. Yeah. Makes it a little bit new. Like the one gives... Uh, you know, um, certain types of enemies, like different new yeah. abilities. And so, I, like, I that understand was cool. why, like, just based off of this story, I understand why they want you to do it 10 times. And I understand that, like, the end mm -hmm. cutscene would change. But I also understand that, like, um, this mechanic really makes the in-between different. Because I find that, like, in roguelikes, especially when you're doing like, there was only three levels, right? Like there was three different worlds. Four. Four. Yeah. Like you, there's different rooms, but like it feels the same. Right. So I yeah. think doing it 10 times in a row, it would really start to get kind of nitty gritty and start to feel almost like grinding. So you throw this, this yeah. bad boy on and suddenly you're playing a whole new game. That just sounds harder and not fun. <laughs> wow really selling that's it. really selling it yeah you're you're doing a great job yeah i i i can't speak on behalf of that but the god mode is one of my favorite easy modes because the game didn't necessarily get easier you just got more health and strength every time you died 
I think it was like five. I said 25 earlier. I think it was like 5% up to 25%. So like the enemies were still hard. I just got more health. And I think that's a good way of doing an easy mode. Because it's not like I don't. I'm just scrolling through it, right? It was 2%, 2%. each time. Up yeah. to 20. But it's like, so that to me is like, I would rather do that because it's like. Oh, sorry. Sorry. It caps at 80. Oh, it starts, it at, 20. starts okay. at 20. Which is, but again, like that's still oh, okay. a great way of doing an easy mode because it's like there's other games where I go on easy mode. And it's like I'm walking through it. Like I played The Last of Us and I stepped out of mine and I walked away. And like you were stressed for me and I was like, I don't care. Like this is fine. <laughs> I'll, I'm <laughs> going to get through this. Nothing to me. Um, I'm like running around in the stealth part and I'm just sprinting around and they're like, huh? Was that a noise over there? Yeah. Like, and like that genuinely, like, I don't care because like I feel I'm okay to play games like that because it's like I'm kind of in a rush. Like I'm trying to just blitz through this. But Hades still felt like there was a challenge, but I wasn't being punished every time I died. All right. So it's like I would die and it would get a little bit yeah. easier, but it wouldn't become like too easy that I was just strolling through it. So like that that mode where you like gain a percentage every time you die, really one of my favorite easy modes. Or not not even easy, just like easier modes fair enough yeah fair fair enough um i know um we i've, I've talked about this before on the podcast but like halo has a similar <sighs> mechanic not nearly <laughs> not nearly as in-depth as the pact of punishment but they have the skulls so throughout the campaign there are little skulls hidden around the maps and you get them and they all have different like modifiers that will make the game harder and when you do I don't know if it's in the newer games, but like I know for sure Halo 3 campaign had like a scoring system. So the more skulls you had active, the higher your multiplier was for your score at the end of the level. Um But like some of this like some of the skulls were like there was one called catch where the enemies would just throw more grenades at you. There was one called blind where you didn't have a HUD anymore. Uh black eye, you didn't regain health unless you like meleeed somebody. So like there were like a bunch of different um different types of skulls some of them obviously were harder than others but like they it was like a kind of similar you you can like run through the campaign get all the skulls and then play it again make it a little harder and then there is now there's there's our achievement tied to it called lasso so it's legendary all skulls on which is a nightmare to play as but like that you can if you're if you're looking for the challenge you can you can do it but again obviously not not nearly as in depth as uh as uh Hades system so anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, Halo. <laughs> I, I I can see the the um appeal. Matt doesn't relate here. He's trying really hard, but he doesn't relate. It, no. As soon as we said it makes the game harder, he was like, This is not but this, Ma- is, well, this is not a game changing mechanic for me. This yeah. is a game I'm not buying mechanic. There's uh there's one skull that doesn't make the game harder. You also don't get a multiplier for it, but it's the grunt birthday skull, where if you get a headshot on a grunt, it his head explodes into confetti, and then you hear a bunch of kids yelling "yay." All right, <laughs> like so we have to talk so... about something, and this is something. <laughs> like that this one. is this is something I didn't like. So in Black Ops Three, yeah. they had gobble. That's exactly what I was thinking. Of. He said confetti head, which is what it, yeah. his to yeah. quote Sackle mm-hmm. word for mm-hmm. word. He said confetti head. As soon as he said that, <laughs> I was like gobble gum. <laughs> Gobblegum. Yeah. 
the whimsical well, so, ones. <laughs> yeah. Sackle bought the whimsical gobblegums. And the thing about the whimsical gobblegums when you're playing in co-op is it didn't just yeah. affect his zombies. It affected mine. So he wouldn't tell me which one he got or anything. He would just like, I don't know, let me be shooting zombies and suddenly they're going up instead of falling down to the ground. That one was my Why? favorite gum. I always had that Newtonian you know the Newtonian negotiation was heart? my favorite. Oh, he favorite yeah. gum. I, I remember getting <laughs> I like, fucking loved that gum. I just what's the like it didn't do anything. It one okay, so it made a fun sound. When you kill the zombie it went zoop <laughs> and then they like floated yeah. up to Why? the ceiling Why do you instead want of falling that? to the ground. That's fun. That's really fun. It's <laughs> they're fun. like balloons. We're having fun. <laughs> We're having fun, Matt. Look up at the they're sky. Like Look at all the balloons. zombies we killed. What That's was fun. the other one? There was another one that I didn't like. Uh, there was the one. I don't remember the, the name of it because I didn't use it as often. But like, if you killed a zombie with an explosive, they would throw yeah, up. That's not fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> that one wasn't. No, I didn't use that one. I didn't like that one. That one wasn't fun. The Newtonian negotiation. That one was fun. And then there was like there was like eye candy, there was like that one, but that one only affected you, where it, it would fuck with all the colors on your screen, so the zombies would be like orange, and then everything else in the background would be green, and then like guns would be red, like it was just a weird mix of it was just up colors. projectile vomiting. Yeah, there was also eye candy, uh, tone death. Did what that one the affect me too? What was the tone death one? The tone death one was a set of random silly zombie sounds and death sounds are oh, played instead of normal ones. That was sorry, sorry. The Newtonian negotiation didn't make any sounds. That one was the one that made sounds. When you kill yeah, the zombie, that's it went what like, I thought. <laughs> I don't know if I'm just thinking of when we played in the same room or if it's actually like when we I were don't... playing online. But I I remember hearing it and it's scaring the shit out of me too. Yeah, I I I don't know if tone deaf affected the whole lobby or if it was just the person using it but i know for sure newtonian negotiation and the explosive throw up one what was that one called projectile vomiting the throw up one was called projectile vomiting yeah Use that the one they would vomit affected the whole lobby my my so i'm, I'm just I'm, those were fun I'm, I'm looking at a I thread of like the best well, on like the call of duty subreddit and uh, Newtonian negotiation definitely got the most votes by a lot, like 360 compared to like the 90s. I'm, and I'm pretty sure it was like, so like the way this works was the gums came yeah. with the DLCs. So like you have, you had your standard set of gums and then they would introduce these whimsical gums with every set of DLC. And I had the season pass, so I got all four. And I'm pretty sure Newtonian negotiation was the first one. They went all out they for the, they went shittier, hard on the first one and then they really so fucked just, the rest of them. I don't think so. I think I think projectile the, vomiting was the top you think comment. Was the first just one? for this poll is: Am I allowed to say none of the above? <laughs> the correct answer. <laughs> this is actually me. That's my account. <laughs> also, something that I didn't think about. Somebody said eye candy was ex incredibly useful for somebody who used to have a dark TV. The Newtonian was fun, but my eye candy was so helpful for my eyes. Like people used it to act like they just couldn't see. They were <laughs> like, oh, they were like, oh my god, help <laughs> me. Enough. But I think the gobblegums in general were a pretty cool mechanic. Uh, like, it's kind of. I liked the gobblegums. I actually didn't think about mentioning them, but I did really like them. Yeah. Uh, I I liked them 
much better than anything else they added in later games to kind yeah. of replace them or yeah i didn't love the elixirs as much i feel like the gobblegums were a really good balance of you could buy them if you want to and they would help earn... but it didn't yeah you didn't need to because you can earn a lot of what was the liquid divinium yeah. whatever that was to like no, yeah. make the gobblegums or like or get the gobblegums from yeah. the little machine or whatever but like every time you would finish the game, you'd get like liquid divinium or like if you reboarded windows or like you like open the box, you'd get liquid divinium and then you could use that to buy more gums. Yeah. So it's like if you wanted to, yeah. you could spend yeah. real life money in the game. But like the reward system was enough that you felt like like I never felt the need to put more money into it. Um, Something with zombies that no. frustrated me was that they kept adding more and more perks, but you can only have four at a time. So like it felt like to me, my favorite maps are the ones where there's only four perks. So I can just say, I have all four perks. I am doing well. This is what I want to be doing. And it's like when they add like extras, it's like, okay, which one do I want to buy? And it would kind of stress me out. Matt. Matt. It's <laughs> no, I just know, a but decision. I don't want <laughs> Don't give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so but like, I don't want to make gums. it. I I didn't I didn't I actually had a different feeling because in the later games they changed it so there was only four elixirs on the map um and you got to pick your loadout but you couldn't get more than that what I liked was that in Black Ops 3 when you got these uh these um perks what you would have my thing was is when you completed the easter egg yeah you got all of them yeah Oops. you yeah which was like a nice reward. It was a nice little like, hey, you did a good good job. Great job beating the boss. Here's all the perks. So Just as somebody who's not good at video games yeah. and wasn't beating the final boss every fucking time, um, something that I enjoyed about the Gobble <laughs> is that there's one that would let you buy more perks. And then there was also like the yes. Perkaholic, which gave you all of them. And yeah. with the Elixirs, like, yes, there's only four on the map, but you still had to make a choice like before going in. Like you chose what four you wanted. So I'm still making a choice. Don't want it. Don't want the choice. <laughs> so that's why the gobble yeah, gum like, is like the good. Like, just have I get where like, we need to improve. Like we can't yeah. just keep playing like fucking Nocturne and Taunton. Like we, we got to go somewhere. I get that. I understand. So I felt like the gobble gums was a good like middle ground where you can get like kind of some benefits without making it like super weird. And then like there was an update too, where like the first one of it, each round was free. So you should be snacking away. Yeah, it's yeah. So weird to me when you say things like I don't want uh I don't want yeah. to make a decision and then you like you love yeah. RPGs. I think something that's really interesting though is that I like <laughs> linear RPGs. Like all of the original Oh, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. Make like, decisions. You just the hate original decisions. Final Fantasy yeah, didn't like have that many choices. Like Kingdom Hearts didn't have that many choices. Like there was a few, there was a couple things. Right. Well, you know what? Then I, you know what my favorite yeah. game play mechanic is is choices. I Could like not. choices. I'm gonna go out and let me say choices. Are That's the best. your opinion, and you're totally <laughs> allowed to have it. <laughs> I, I speaking totally of uh, decisions <laughs> and game mechanics, how do you feel, Marissa, about um, Pokemon specifically? Because I know you played this one in Scarlet, where you have the Terra types and the. Terrestalizing? I think that's how you say that word. Uh, how do you like the choice of I changing like your it. Pokemon's type? 
you're it's, not it really some, some... though like like the thing i didn't like about it is it just seemed yeah. kind of useless so there was like a, a few pokemon um the gym leader specifically all had one where it was like normally like a normal type but it's terra type was like bug and then it's like oh look but it's like you're, yeah. you're the bug gym you're obviously not gonna use the normal type pokemon like come on get straight out of your ass um it's my least <laughs> debatably my favorite one so pokemon has been doing a thing recently where like each game has its own like mechanic kind of thing um you haven't played uh too much of x and y or uh like Sword and Shield, have you? I so in in X and Y, they have my favorite thing. Uh, instead of like the Terra types or whatever, there was Mega Evolutions. So the way that worked is that you could use it once per battle, similar to the um, like Terra types, and you can just like make mm-hmm. your Pokemon even stronger. Like Charizard, if you had like um, Pokemon X, and you had a Charizard, its Mega Evolution turned it into a Dragon type made it all black with blue flames. It looked mm. really cool. Like Blastoise got a third cannon in the middle of his chest. Like it was like <laughs> like it was cool. Like they were like and it, it didn't felt um it didn't felt. It didn't felt. <laughs> it didn't felt. It felt like <laughs> it, it, uh, what am I, I trying to say? It was cool. And like it didn't make the game broken. It didn't feel and like it didn't feel like overused. There you go. Yeah. You did it. Like the terror types, it was just like they're doing a little dance and now there's crystals on their head. And it's just like, I just don't care. But like the mega evolutions were kind of like a quick, like <laughs> the first time you did it, there was like a little cutscene. But then, like, mm-hmm. as you did it more often, it's like you just click a button and then all of a sudden your Charizard's fucking bigger. And um, they only did that for X and Y and the remake of Ruby and Sapphire. That is my favorite Pokemon mechanic that they brought back for the record. My second favorite one was Gigantamaxing or Dynamaxing, which was in Sword and Shield. And that one you can only do in gyms, but your Pokemon just got like 50 feet. Like you just, you would have a Pikachu and then you'd be in the stadium. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, like if you did the Dynamax, your Pikachu is now 50 feet tall. And you would face like the other gym leaders 50 foot tall. And it, it was kind of like raid battles, like in the new one, where like you go in and there's like a giant Pokemon and like you need four people to attack it. Um, so you can like yeah. go into the battle like that and just have like you're fighting this giant Pokemon, but you can make your Pokemon giant. But specifically, the Gigantamaxes, it would change the Pokemon's shape also. So like if you had a Gengar, it turned into like this giant like house almost thing, and it's like mouth was the door, and uh. It, it was cool. It was a cool mechanic. This it's, sounds it's, unhinged. Look at a picture oh, yeah. of it Gigantamax Gengar. It is the most unhinged <laughs> thing in the world. But it, it, again, it felt better because you can only do it in certain locations. And like the whole like right. lo- the Pokemon lore behind it, like the story that they explained it was like, these are like locations that have like uh, high variance in some polar air, polarity thing. Like they tried to explain it. It's like, yeah, but it was basically just gyms and raids. Um, but you could just like, yeah, like who doesn't want a 50 All foot right. Pikachu? Like just blow that guy up in size, in size, not blow, with that, guy blow, blow that guy up. Uh, yeah, this, this Gengar is that's, did I describe it? Well, that's like some house. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. Yeah. Like it's like yeah. an inflatable house. 
it, like I was when you no, said house, I was, I was picturing like, it into he's like, like, a, like a it's like a like a house like a, a fun room. house like a carnival. It's like a giant balloon. Yeah, and his tongue is like the door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. what it is. It's a bouncy house, but you walk into Gengar's mouth. And he's he's whimsical. <laughs> he's fun. He's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's. All right, I want to talk about you something else, it. just really quickly. <laughs> <Okay>. Sorry. <laughs> no, I I didn't mean to no no. I'm just saying like there was a done. lot of Pokemon um, like in, no, in all the no. new Pokemon games. They're trying to bring in like this new thing and like. For Scarlet and Violet, it was like terror types. Mm-hmm. Like this is the new thing, and it's like the next gen. They're not going to have that anymore. Like they they're trying so hard to like bring something in yeah. and get rid of it. But I feel like Mega Evolutions was the one that kind of stuck the most. And like if they have it in Pokemon Go still, and like it still works. And the Gigantamaxes were just cool because they were fun and whimsical. Yeah. That's all I'd mm. say. Yeah. No, I I think that's fair. I wanted to talk about two other things. Um, so hopefully nobody else has anything else they really want Sacco, to you're cut off. I have one small one, but I okay, can, go I can do it now go or ahead. after no, either one. Go. Um, so it's it's a it's a game called Katamari Damacy. It's like a it's a very Japanese game. Um, so you're like this little alien dude, and you like show up on Earth, and you have this ball, and you roll over things that are smaller than you or slightly bigger than you, and then it sticks to the ball, and then you just keep getting bigger and bigger, and you have to just suck up everything on the level and it's just oh, really satisfying because yeah. you start off as this tiny little ball and then there's like a little like counter in the corner it tells you how many things you it's like a, it's just a, it's like a ball and then it, it grows as you grow and it tells you how big you are so like you start off with like a one centimeter ball but then by the end of it you're like seven <laughs> kilometers and you're sucking <laughs> up buildings like <laughs> it's pretty good <laughs> yeah it's it's fun it's a fun game wow <laughs> Catamar. <laughs> uh I will say I'm surprised nobody mentioned Burnout. Ooh. Oh. Burnout had, had, had quite yeah. a few very good mechanics. Yeah. Um, I liked the uh two were my favorite, obviously. Uh we had the yeah. crash mode. Yeah, classic. Where, um but I, I liked when you could just steer your wreckage at any time, like even when you're in a race. Yeah. Yeah, and you were like, if I'm, I'm going down, you're coming with me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You would just steer into another person yeah. and just like, ruin their you're day too. You're like, fuck, like you're dead. Like you're definitely restarting. It's like I'm just gonna slowly start drifting my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. I can hit someone you else too. The side of the highway. What was what was that? It was like called something too. It was like afterburn. Afterburn was like when you after... when you drive illegally, you would get like night nitro. Yeah. I don't know. Like you would. You'd get oh, like, is that like what that their was? Nitro. Boost? Like, yeah. When you do, well, the more yeah. you did dangerous and illegal stuff in like Burnout 2, the more they rewarded you, which I also really liked. Yeah, versus, yeah. Uh, no, it was crash mode. Crash mode was what, when you could steer your wreckage. No, I know, but like the, I remember, remember there being a bar, like Burnout Revenge had a bar at the bottom and it said It was called crash mode. No, no, no. I understand that, but I'm saying when you're in crash mode and you're in that like, Slow mo after you crash phase, it was called something, and you continue talking. I will look it up. Were, were the two things you wanted to talk about both burnout? Oh, okay, no, they weren't both burnout. So, I I also really liked, um, I, I don't remember what it was called, it was just the mode where you're trying to cause as much damage as possible. 
Um, I totally am blanking on what it was called. But uh, the other one I wanted to talk about was, uh, and it's actually from Fable. And I st- I've seen it in other games too, but I like anything that ties something to your morality. So the idea in like the first Fable, for example, is that your your appearance is affected by your morality. So the more you do evil stuff, like the scarier you look. And like until you like literally have horns growing out of your head. And like you do good stuff and like the like clear your complexion and stuff like that. And you like eventually get this like halo aura around you. Um, In Fable 3, they kind of took it a different way. They did your weapons would mutate based on whatever actions you were doing. So if you were doing things that were horrible, like your weapons would mutate to reflect kind of your morality. I don't know. I just really like the idea that there was kind of like, like people would look at you and know whether you were a good hero or a bad hero. Um. And I liked that idea that they could, you you kind of had to deal with the consequence or the rewards from your actions. So if you were like shitty and destroying all these towns and stuff, like people were yeah. scared of you because you were scared. Well, it actually makes a lot of sense though. Like if you're going around like murdering people, you're not going to probably look nice. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, infamous also kind of worked in the same way where like the more. Infamous, you I, were I think the, the like, only like the crazy the big difference though was just that you had red lightning or blue lightning. Yeah, but I think yeah, people, because you had like, red on, fucking you lightning and you were murdering you people. Like I would also run away. I from understand, the guy with red lightning but like people, <laughs> I don't think you're. I would run away from the guy with blue lightning in his hands. I'm not walking up to the guy with lightning in his hands. The blue lightning was healing. It was healing lightning. Red lightning. I think your your physical appearance would change. Like you always wore a hood. Like either way, you were kind of like trying to cover yourself. Yeah, you know, you're. you're I just like, love. You're... I love saying things, and then <laughs> Zach goes like, "I have to find something to say." I. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but like, we'll be talking about something, and I'll expect you to say something, and you you just silent. You're like, "Yeah, no, I agree." And then and then other times, you're like, "You don't really have anything to say." <laughs> I see the correlation that you made. It's a similar I, yeah. mechanic. We talked about Infamous already. I'm bringing it back up. There's a sim- there's a no, moral I, system. I get what you're saying. I feel like in Fable, and I'm I'm trying to send you guys a picture of it, but I I in Fable it was much different, um, and it was more drastic for so sure. I believe you. This is slightly off topic, and I'm so sorry. I I enjoy the Fable how it's like more drastic, and I, I enjoy that. But Taco said we already talked about Infamous, and I was like, when the fuck did we talk about Infamous? Because in Infamous Second Sight, he talked he about plays a different character. <laughs> like, it, no, no, no. I understand, but it's still the no, same I know, series, Matt. I forgot. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to oh. say. It's like, in Infamous 1 and 2, he plays Cole. And then Infamous 3, plays like this new guy in Seattle. He's way cooler. He has a little beanie. He skateboards. <laughs> and he's like rock powers. Yeah. And, and you were like, we already talked about Infamous. I was like, like 10, 100 podcasts ago. Like, what was the last time we talked about Infamous? <laughs> Literally 30, 40 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Not to bring up uh, more discourse, but uh, in the crash mode, uh, the the mode where you like are trying to cause the most damage, there was a crash breaker countdown at the bottom of your screen. If you hit a certain number of cars, you can yeah. then detonate your car. So if you caused enough yeah. mayhem, that's 
that wasn't what I was talking about. I I, I looked it up. It's it's called it's called impact time when you go in slow mo like that. And then if you hit when you when you're playing road rage, if you crash and then you you took someone out out, it was called an after touch takedown. That's what I was thinking of. In crash, after touch. No, there's like the crash breaker countdown. Yeah. I just, I just want, I want you to know what you're trying to say. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. I looked it up. I found it. It the slow mo is called impact time. What I was thinking of was after touch. Matt said crash breaker. Everything is perfect. <laughs> we've we've summarized, su- summarized, <laughs> we've summarized burnout for everybody. Very good. <laughs> All right, and now that we've summarized, summarized. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, so the that that was the fable thing was kind of the last thing I wanted to mention there. I think it's cool that you like actually can see yourself going to the dark side. Yeah. All right, any final thoughts? Games are fun. Games wow. are fun. And sometimes uh most of the time almost all the time game developers are creative. And we play fun games because game developers are good. Shout out to game developers. <laughs> Shout out to the wow. game I don't know devs. Where this was going. <laughs> Here we are. I don't think he knew where it was going. Either. I didn't. I, I just started talking. That's a funny and was hoping thing about it was podcasts. Come to you just, you don't have to talk. Yeah, but I want to. No, see, that's the funny thing about podcasts with three people is one person can stay quiet. No. Yeah, I think no. so. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us, go check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash heathens, where we stream every Tuesday and other days throughout the week. Make sure your notifications are turned on, though, so you get one when we go live. We also have a Twitch, we have a Twitter, and we have an Instagram all at Crowned Heathens on all those platforms should they remain named the same thing. Otherwise, that's pretty much it. Any, did I miss anything? Oh, Discord. We have a Discord in the description of this podcast. And if we don't, then you can yell at Sacco. Every time. It's there. Every time. Because <laughs> he there. didn't do it uh, for a little bit. <laughs> Otherwise... I'm not going to let these guys say anything else. So thank you so much for listening. And as always, we will catch you in the next one. Bye, friends. See the picture? I sent you the picture. I did. It, it looks really cool. Where did? Where can I? I wasn't really talking to you because you played the game. <laughs> I played it. Yeah, in the text chat, Matt. Nice <laughs> the, the three picture? of us. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> the, in the text. Uh, in the, the text? text? In the text message wow. chat. In your phone. Ooh. Ah. I like how like you just grow horns. For context, we're talking about yeah, just, no, we're talking just about the fable um, glow up. Like if you're good, you you grow a big white beard, and glow if you're bad, up. you get face <laughs> scars and horns. <laughs> Definitely a cool um, cool mechanic. Yeah. yeah, I like it a lot.
So that was a that was a pretty good practice run. Uh, should I hit record now or? <laughs> imagine, imagine you didn't record during that. <laughs>